You're listening to the Queen of Calm podcast, the podcast for calm girls by a calm girl. Welcome back to the Queen of Calm podcast. I'm your host, Paisley Haddad. As always, I want to take a moment to thank my listeners, guests, and social media followers for all their support. It means so much to me and it really keeps the podcast going. If you're not already following us, please follow the Queen of Calm podcast on Instagram at Queen of Calm podcast and on Twitter at Queen of Calm pod. Once we hit 500 followers on Instagram, I'll be doing a big giveaway, so be sure to tell all your friends to follow so we'll be able to reach that milestone. And I'll be announcing some really huge news soon on the page, so be sure to follow so you don't miss anything. So for this week's Calm One of the Week, I actually want to shout out two wins that I came across this week, and the first of which being Vogue Magazine's September issue. And if you're a fan of Vogue or you're in the editorial community, you know that the September issue of Vogue is a really big deal for them. It's thicker than any of their other editions throughout the year, um, and they have a lot of special content that goes along with it. So uh, I was able to read it when it came in the mail the other day, and it was such a great issue, and it had a lot of great stories that are really relevant to what's going on right now. Um, And I just thought it was a great September issue from them. So hats off to the Vogue team. And also I want to shout out Pfizer, not only because of their FDA um, approval this week for their vaccine, which I am part of the Pfizer gang, as they say, but also because of the hashtag got Pfizer campaign that took place on Twitter last week. Now, I don't know if Pfizer was directly involved in creating this hashtag campaign, but it was highly successful um, it was a an organic user-generated content campaign where um, the hashtag was started and people start, started sharing about their symptoms they had with the first and second shots to kind of quell any misconceptions about the vaccine, um, you know, and kind of raise confidence in the efficacy of the vaccine. So I thought it was a really great, you know, Twitter campaign that happened and got a lot of people talking and really opened up those conversations that people are looking to be having because, as I've said before, you know, it's been a big year for PR and connection and people are looking for that human connection and sometimes when they hear all this news about vaccines and everything hearing from just the news sources and kind of not having that face-to-face connection it's hard to understand so you know hearing from people who got the vaccine could really boost people getting the vaccine who haven't already so that was a really great campaign and whether or not Pfizer was involved in it hats off to Pfizer Um, and for this week's episode I'll be chatting with my guest about her career in PR so far and about her popular YouTube channel. So she'll be sharing tips about what to expect on your first aid and agency, how to balance work life and personal life, um, tips on if you want to start your own YouTube channel, how to get started on that. So she's going to share a lot of great information, so you're not going to want to miss it. So be sure to stay tuned for the interview. My next guest is a PR professional that has worked at 5W Public Relations and currently works at Marina Mayher Communications. She also creates content for her YouTube channel, Lauren's Boutique. Please welcome Lauren LaCroix to the podcast. Welcome, Lauren. So glad to have you on today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So why don't we start with how you got interested in PR? Actually, so I got interested in PR back when I was in high school um, through my YouTube channel. So that's even how I figured out what public relations was as an industry. Um, I was getting reached out to by different agencies um, and they wanted to do, you know, different collaborations with me for my YouTube channel, brand partnerships. And I was like, oh, like, what are these PR agencies and like, what do they do? Like, this is really cool, like to be on the other side of it. So I did more research when I was in high school about PR um, and kind of learned more about like influencer marketing and um, different things like that. And it made me really interested in majoring in, in, in it in college. So that's kind of how I first initially found out about the industry. 
that's such a cool way to get introduced to the industry. And so for listeners, can you talk a bit about your YouTube channel and how that started and kind of how you balance that with your college life and everything? Yeah, so um, I started my YouTube channel when I was actually a freshman in high school. So 2012, like back in early YouTube days, <laughs> um, when you used to watch, I don't know if anyone used to watch like those beauty videos, like makeup tutorials, like way back in the day, but I love those. They were so much fun to me and I loved watching them. And I also am definitely more creative and I loved like video editing, photography, like digital art in a sense. So I decided to kind of put my two passions together and create my YouTube channel. Um, and I like luckily got a pretty big following pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, I just did different videos on like beauty, fashion, um, high school. And then when I got into college, more college videos and stuff like that. So just a lifestyle channel. Um, and I did that all throughout my high school years. It, I didn't play any sports or anything. So that was kind of like, my main hobby. And then I also did it in college and it definitely was a little hard to balance. Um, I'm not very as active on my YouTube channel um, as I used to be, but um, I did do it in college because a lot of people love like dorm tours and college videos. So I wanted to keep up with those. And um, it was definitely a little bit difficult to balance because, you know, I had so much going on during school, um, but it was something that I really enjoyed doing. So I don't do it as much anymore, but I did, you know, do it for around like almost eight or nine years. And it's something that was like a huge part of my life. That's so cool. And I think especially now with, you know, all this going on and sometimes people don't feel comfortable going to like college tours and everything. They're really living for those dorm tours on YouTube and everything. So I feel like that's such a cool, um, you know, thing that's going on on YouTube and you kind of like started that at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of funny. I, I feel like I tapped into it at the right time because like there wasn't much competition back in 2012. Like there wasn't too many people starting a channel. So I kind of just put myself out there and I wasn't scared or nervous at all. I just kind of started uploading videos, <laughs> um, but I was able to make it into um, my job. So I didn't work for a while because I was making actually a lot of money off my YouTube channels through like sponsorships. You usually make a bulk of your money through uh, brand sponsorships. And then you also can make money off of obviously the ads that run before videos or during videos and then through like affiliate links in your bios. So there's different like revenue streams that I was making and I, I was able to like buy my first car with that money and like able to really like, you know, start off my career also in PR in a sense, because whenever I go on interviews, I always bring up my channel because I'm, you know, always say I've been on both sides in a sense. That's awesome. And I know a lot of people out there, you know, watch YouTube and they want to get started. So do you have any tips for people who want to start a channel and like, how can they go about doing that? Yeah. So I definitely think if you're interested in starting a channel to start one, I think YouTube is still such a huge platform and I don't see it dying anytime soon. Um, and I'm seeing so many different types of people starting YouTube channels now. Um, my main tip is obviously to create content that you're really passionate about. A lot of people will create content that, you know, they think will get them the most views or clicks or things like that. And that's not going to help you kind of sustain a channel. Um, the reason why I think my channel kind of picked up was I was creating content consistently. Um, I was creating like two to three videos a week. Um, I was really passionate about it. And, you know, I was tapping into trends that I saw, um, you know, with, you know, start searching like Google searching, you know, what people are watching and looking at different videos like that. But I think the main thing was I was very consistent and, you know, people knew they were going to see a video for me every single week. So, um, you know, doing that. And then I kind of found my niche. I had like a lifestyle niche, also like high school and college tips. So I was able to kind of grow a viewership who was interested in those topics. So those are some of my recommendations. I know it's a little harder now on YouTube because there's so many channels, but 
if you're really passionate about it and really consistent, you know, it takes time, but you can eventually, you know, be able to start making money off of it or, you know, just do it for fun. Awesome. And so let's start talking a little bit about PR. So what were your internship experiences like and how did that prepare you for your career now? Yeah, so um, I actually had three different internship experiences. I always say this, like interning, obviously is one of my top recommendations. Um, it just helps you figure out what you wanna do post-grad because as much as you can learn in class, like you really don't learn as much unless you're actually physically doing the role and like, you know, experiencing it. So I had three very different internships, um, which I liked because I was able to experience like three very different things in communications and PR. Um, so my first one was actually at a really big cable company um, and I did PR for them and cable is like just so random, but it was this really, really nice um, place near my house. And um, I did kind of like PR um, very locally. So if we had any news, you know, I'd pitch local outlets and stuff like that. Um, and then I also did PR at an agency um, at Allison Broad. Um, so I did fashion and then some of their food accounts there. So that was kind of like the real New York City agency experience that I was able to get through um, Allison Broad. So that was a really cool internship. Um, it also made me realize that I didn't want to go into fashion PR because that's originally what I thought I wanted to do. And I actually ended up liking food a lot better. <laughs> um, and that's kind of what led me to like my first job. And then my third um, one was more like digital marketing. So it was more kind of like SEO um, and you know web development, more of the, I guess, like analytical side of um, PR and also social media content. So, you know, writing captions, creating social media content, more like the digital side. So that was a little different. Um, and so from those three experiences, I loved the agency experience. And that's what led me to, um, you know, pick my first job and realize what I wanted to do. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that you originally wanted to go into fashion PR and now you like food PR because I think those internships are just so important of, you know, refining your skills and everything. And there's so many different ones out there now. Like you mentioned how, you know, your two internships, some were in PR and then the other one was in kind of SEO and marketing and everything. And there's so many different skills to be learned. So do you think, are there any skills that you use in your career right now that you think the interns and college students should know as they, you know, come up the pipeline? Yeah, I think right now, um, some of the top skills and like what I've noticed through my jobs is when you're in PR, it's really good to, you know, be aware of what's going on in the media, um, especially since, you know, that's just so important. So just to be very like, you know, read the news every morning. I know that's not necessarily a skill, but something that I recommend. Um, and then I guess some more skills would be to be super organized. I know that's really cliche, but PR is very fast paced. There's tons of stuff going on at once. You have to be very on top of you know all your projects. So I'm just very organized. Um, I also pay attention to detail because that's something that is really big. Um, also strong writing skills. I think mostly what I do is writing at the end of the day, um, you know, whether it's writing a pitch or writing a press release or even writing an email, I'm constantly writing. Um, and then also obviously we're in communication. So having good communication skills, but I'm writing and I'm also communicating at the same time. And those are the top two things that I'm doing day to day. So I've really helped to, I, I think through my jobs, I've really been able to strengthen those skills. Um, so I think those are some of the top ones I would, I would recommend for sure. Yes, definitely. And so how did you go from, you know, your college experience and then going into that postgraduate life? What was that experience like for you? Um, so for me, I actually graduated a semester early. So um, I started looking for jobs in January of 2019. That's kind of when I was looking around um, and I got a job relatively quickly. I got one within three or four weeks, which I know is 
kind of crazy, but um, I was searching in like a pretty good job market at the time, but I knew that I wanted to apply for agency jobs, like I mentioned before. So I was looking for account coordinator roles um, in New York City. Um, since I live driving distance from New York City, I just knew I could commute there, you know, for a year or two and find a job. So I actually found my job through a connect um, at Marist um, from my sorority. And she was like, oh, um, or I, I reached out to her actually about the commute on LinkedIn um, <laughs> and how, you know, the commute was for her. And then she's like, oh, like my agency might have openings. Here's like a contact at talent in the HR department that you could reach out to. Um, so I didn't see any job openings, but I reached out, I emailed the contact and um, they didn't have anything when I emailed them, but literally two days later, they had a position because the turnover is so quick in PR, like you can have an open position. That's why it's good to, you know, be on HR people's radars or talent people's radars. Um, so I, she asked me for an interview two days later and I went in and I interviewed and um, I did my writing tests, all that, and I ended up getting that job. And I wanted to stay, like I mentioned before, within kind of like food, home, consumer products, um, not as much like beauty or fashion. Um, and I know there's so much in PR, there's like health, corporate, there's so many different things. I kind of want to stay more than consumer side. So when she told me about this opening, I was like, oh, that's perfect. So I ended up applying to um, that job and I ended up getting it. And that's how I got my first um, agency job. That's so awesome. And, um, you know, it's always so great to have those connections. Like you just, you know, show with that story. And, you know, I think on LinkedIn, we see so many of those HR professionals, you know, and like you said, it's so good to connect with them and kind of be on your radar, like you said. Um, so do you have any tips about like LinkedIn networking that, you know, you could share with listeners? Yeah. So I think I always say my second favorite social media next to like TikTok is LinkedIn. I'm always on <laughs> LinkedIn. I like love LinkedIn. I don't know why, but I've always been obsessed with it because um, I think it's such a great tool at the end of the day. And like, I was able to get my job that I currently work on now uh, work at now through LinkedIn. So I think that's why I'm such a big advocate for it. Um, so one of my top things is to always put your email in your bio. I think that's really important. Also, if you're, you know, looking for a job, um, you can either do like the open to work sign, obviously, um, that's something that's really important. Or there's a little like toggle button in LinkedIn where you can um, say you're open to recruiters, which is what's helped me actually get reached out a lot on LinkedIn. Um, so that's something I really recommend to people um, because it will help recruiters realize that, you know, if, if you're like at a job and you don't want them to know that you're looking for another <laughs> job, you can use that toggle button. Um, but I really think that help has helped me a lot. Um, and then, yeah, having that uh, email in your bio is really important because a lot of recruiters will reach out to you on email instead of through LinkedIn. So I always have my email there and I actually get emailed by recruiters um, frequently. Um, so that's helped me a lot. Um, and then when it comes to just, you know, reaching out to people, obviously, the good thing about LinkedIn is they separate, you know, different categories. They're through, you know, people you went to school with, you know, had past internships with. So, you know, finding that common connection, maybe you went to Maris with them, reaching out to them, saying you're interested in learning more, setting up a coffee date or just sending them some questions via email um, and, you know, see what they say. They might have a job, you know, um, opened up at that time, or like I said, maybe they won't. And maybe down the line, they'll remember you and be like, oh, this person reached out to me and then reach out to you a month later. So that's some of my, some of my top uh, recommendations, but I think LinkedIn is like one of the top tools to use when looking for jobs. Yeah. That's such a great tip you shared about the email and the bio. I'm definitely going to do that after this, because I always wondered how that kind of recruiter thing worked out on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. I know they, sometimes they can obviously do like the in-mail or whatever on um, LinkedIn, but um, I have a, actually a lot of recruiters that prefer uh, email. So that's definitely been something that's been really helpful for me. 
Awesome. So, you know, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you started like in the beginning of 2019 at a firm, right? Yes. Um, so that was kind of like the normal times and then the pandemic hit and everything. So how has the industry changed, you know, since you joined it after graduation? Um, I think now, I mean, before, one of the main things that I think has changed has been like just how we interact with editors. Um, when, you know, obviously before the pandemic, we would do a lot of in-person events. Um, and we realize that a lot of things can just be done digitally. So whenever we want to, you know, connect with editors, whether, whether it be like through like, I call them coffee dates where I want to get to know editors or like we're throwing an event. Um, a lot of PR has just gone digital and we've been able to realize that, you know, a lot of our jobs can be done digitally um, and we can 100% work from home and we can interact with editors at home and it doesn't necessarily need to be in person. So that's kind of the biggest thing I've noticed. Um, and also just brands are becoming a lot more, I guess, in tune as well with things. Um, I feel like before the pandemic, like we weren't as creative as we are now because, you know, not being able to interact with people, you have to come up with more creative solutions to make people interested in your product or your brand. Um, so I've seen a lot of really cool activations and cool things happen in PR uh, that I have never seen before. And I think that's just because we had to get more creative in the past year. Um, so that's something that I really enjoy though. I like seeing what people come up with. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, like, like you said, I've found so many cool campaigns that people have done and, you know, even ones that kind of correspond with COVID and everything, people have had such cool angles with that. Um, but you mentioned like the digital aspect. So, you know, there's such a big debate going on right now about whether, you know, PR professionals should go back to the office fully or kind of hybrid. So do you work from home fully or do you go into the office or what's that like for you? So right now I do work, um, at home, like from home um, since March, I haven't gone into the office regularly, um, but our office is open now. So I actually do try to go in once a week because I personally like face-to-face -face interaction <laughs> and I'm like such an extrovert. So I need to be around people. Um, so uh, we don't have to go in, but I choose to go in once a week. Um, and, you know, I, I like physically being in an office. It makes me feel pretty productive and getting up in the morning, getting a coffee, stuff like that. But um, for now, my current job doesn't have any um, plans of going back fully. And I think if we did, it would probably be a hybrid situation where we go in like two or three times a week, which in my opinion, that's what I would say would work out the best is doing a hybrid, um, you know, doing a hybrid uh, role where you're only going in two to three times a week. Um, I think that would just work out good. Yeah, because, you know, working from home, you must have such like a, a schedule set at home, but then it's nice to get out and interact with people and, you know, like you said, get dress ready, coffee and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice. I just like I'm also sometimes feel sluggish because like my desk and my bed are obviously in the same room and I'm like, feel like I only walk three steps to my desk and then back to my bed. <laughs> and I like, you know, feel like I'm actually doing something for the day and like getting on the train or getting on the subway and feeling like I'm a person. It gives me more energy. I sometimes get like sluggish. I feel like by like two or 3 p.m. when I'm just sitting in the same room all day. So um, yeah, it's nice. I'm glad they reopened the office because it's not that far of a commute now for me. So that's awesome. And, and yeah, I think one of the best parts of PR is that, you know, in-person aspect and, you know, a lot of things have changed. Like, you know, I saw like the U.S. Open had like this new like system they tried out last year with like having reporters call in from around the world. Now, like this year, they're probably not going to send as much journalists. So do you like kind of these technological changes in PR? Or would you rather keep it like traditional, like, you know, press conference or, you know, pitching or, you know, going out for coffee dates and everything? I, I do like the changes. I do think at the end of the day, there should be, you know, face-to-face -face interaction when you can. Um, obviously meeting someone for coffee in person over, you know, uh, Zoom 
is definitely a lot more personable. Um, but I do think that, you know, PR does need to change with the times and does need to, you know, become more digital. Um, and I think it is. So, I mean, I'm not against it at all. Um, but I do think, you know, there are points in times where it's going to be nice to have like events that are in person so you can still socialize with people. So I think, again, that hybrid mix um, of doing some stuff, you know, online that needs to be done online, but then, you know, things that should be in person, like, you know, an editor date maybe or um, an event that should still be in person. I think that experiences like that obviously are better in person than online. So um, yeah, I, I like a mix. <laughs> um, and so a lot of recent grads, you know, just got jobs and they're starting, you know, their first agency job. So do you have any tips for what you should expect, like at the beginning work in agency about like, you know, have coming with media contacts or, you know, how to get acclimated to the agency life? Do you have any tips on that? Yeah, so I think the agency life um, compared to like working in-house is definitely a big um, learning curve, to be honest, um, because, you know, there's so much going on. You're you're usually on like a lot of clients and um, it can be overwhelming at first, to be honest. Um, that's kind of what I experienced is I found it pretty overwhelming um, at first. So my thing is to not be hard on yourself <laughs> um, because it is a really fun, young environment. And I think that's what kind of drew me to it is a lot of people in PR are a lot younger and um, you know, are, you know, have that adrenaline are excited to work and, um, you know, it can be long days, it can be long hours. Um, but my thing is to not be hard on yourself and to, you know, absorb as much information as you can. Um, you know, when you're starting in an entry level role, you don't need to come in with media contacts or anything like that. Usually they make you do a lot of the admin things. So you're able to kind of, you know, absorb everything around you. And then from there you start making media contacts. I didn't pitch at my first job for the first six months. Um, I kind of, you know, did more like helped organize media lists or, um, you know, just did different media agenda or admin things. Like whenever we got a placement, I would update the uh, the grid. So things like that start out small and then um, you'll eventually be able to pitch and do stuff like that. So I think just don't be hard on yourself and, um, you know, ask questions. I asked so many questions. Um, and I was able to learn so much. And I also, you know, had a mentor, I had, um, you know, a supervisor that I was able to go to and ask questions and learn a lot about. So, um, and also try to get involved as much as you can, you know, if they want you to sit in on an interview, say yes, like always say yes to that stuff, just so you're, you know, able to um, absorb more, so. I'm glad that you mentioned that, like you didn't start pitching until like six months in, because I feel like everyone feels like you have to show up with all this stuff and like know what you're doing. And no. so I'm glad that you mentioned that. <laughs> Yeah, no, you definitely don't. Like when you're when you're a coordinator, when you're first starting out, like they know that, you know, you just have internship experience as your background. So you don't need to have those contacts yet. But, you know, once you start pitching, then you'll start building those contacts. So yeah, you definitely don't need a, a whole contact list. I didn't write a press release too till like almost like eight or nine months in. So um, a lot of those bigger documents as well, like you don't have to know how to write those like right off the bat, um, in my experience. So they're pretty good agencies about um, there's so many different levels that they know that you're the first level and they're not going to give you all this crazy stuff the first couple of months. <laughs> um, that's awesome. And I have one last question for you, Lauren, and it's something that I asked all my guests. So who is your favorite girl boss? Um, the first one that always comes to mind is Kate Hudson. I just think that she's done so much. You know, she has so many different brands now, um, you know, Fabletics, obviously. And then I know she has a vodka brand and like a wellness brand, I believe. Um, so just to see like what she's done with, you know, her status and like her, you know, she's been able to create more than just being an actress. She's been able to create all these different brands. Um, and also Fabletics is like doing so well. They always come out with all these cool collaborations. And I always am seeing all these new like um, 
brick and mortar stores that they're coming up with. So I would definitely say she's my favorite girl boss. I just think she's been doing so much and she seems like an entrepreneur to me. So um, definitely Kate Hudson. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. I didn't know that she had um, a vodka brand. That's super cool. Yeah, she has a lot of different brands. I think she has a podcast too. She has a lot of stuff going on. So that's really cool. Yeah. And and her character um, from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, she's on the, the Calm Girl uh, movie list. <laughs> oh, she is? <laughs> yeah. I, I always like have like the characters on the Instagram and stuff and, you know, try to integrate those. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, very fitting then. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And you shared such great tips. Um, and uh, and if, if anyone wants to follow you on YouTube, you're Lauren's Boutique. If they want to look back at your videos and everything, get inspiration for their own channel. Um, and just thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, of course. And I do have a couple PR videos on the channel. So if you guys are interested, I do have one about getting a job and stuff on there. So if you need any extra tips, you can definitely check that out. Thanks for listening. Did you enjoy this episode? Head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Want to drop us a line? Click the link in our Instagram bio to leave us a voicemail. And who knows, it might even end up on the show. See you next week for more tips and tricks of the trade.